Welcome to Main Street Today, a podcast or what we describe as radio on demand. Music, lifestyle, business, sports, feel-good stories about you and where you live. I'm Devin O'Day, and I'll be your host for this shareable show. For more on each story, you can subscribe and visit us at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Follow us on Facebook and reach out to me if you have a story. Main Street Today starts now. Our first guest, I'm going to give you a little clip from a recent visit that he did on my friend Mike Huckabee's show. Well, Rob Ridgway is a great example of the American dream. He truly is. I mean, he had an idea that he believed in. And after just 10 years of hard work, lots of struggles and setbacks, his idea became the number one top-selling board game on Amazon.com. I want you to welcome the creator of a phenomenal game that you're going to want for Christmas called Spontaneous, the song game. Meet Rob Ridgway. Rob, good to have you here. Thank you, Governor. Rob, we were just with Governor Huckabee. <laughs> How cool is that? Thank you for that awesome introduction. Well, you know, I can't do it better than him. He's just, he's the, he's fabulous. And we, uh, I, I just adore him. He's got such a great story himself. January is time when I love to focus on positive stories. And there are a lot of people this year who have started looking back at their dead end jobs or a job that they're really not happy with. And they kind of had had a, a, a time to reflect as it were, well, you had a time to reflect and you were at a nine to five job. Let's yeah. go back there for a second. Yeah, I worked at an insurance company. This is probably, let's see, the game has been around for 11 years now. And I had been working at the insurance company for about a year and a half at the time. And I remember walking into a colleague's office and saying, people really don't like selling insurance or buying insurance, do they? And he said, no, they hate it. (laughs) And uh, I said, they don't like insurance agents either. And he goes, nope, we're pretty much like used car salesmen. And um, I remember saying that, you know, I just feel like we're selling fear. And he said, yeah, pretty much. And that's what insurance is. You know, I mean, you're selling the, the fear of something happening and, and having a policy to protect you. And I was good at it, but I really didn't like what I was doing. And I remember telling him that uh, I wish I could figure out a way to sell something people liked. Um, and he, he, he joked and said, well, you could always be a drug dealer. I was like, well, <laughs> I was thinking more on the legal side. Um, but I said, you're on to something. I said, why do people do drugs? And he's like, eh, they f- make them feel happy. And I said, yeah, so I need to figure out a way to box up happiness and sell that. And um, about a year later, I was hanging out with some family and friends. And my stepsister just happened to say, hey, we're going to uh, the mountains tomorrow if you guys want to go. And her friend just spontaneously jumped in and started singing, ain't no mountain high enough. And they were laughing about how often they hear a word and a song pops in their head. And they're like, we do that all the time. I'm like, you know what? I do too. And I was like, that would make an awesome board game. And the minute I said that, or the second I said that, uh, it dawned on me that that's it. That's the box of happiness I've been looking for. And that was about a year after that, that conversation I had with my buddy, Doug. And, uh, and as soon as that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. And so I just started, um, you know, 
going home and thinking through the game and seeing like, you know, does this, does this work or not? And tested it with some friends in different settings and, and we had a blast. It was so much fun. Well, the interesting thing is as an entrepreneur, you, you jumped in with both feet. You earned a lot of money doing something really interesting and it wasn't your typical job that you kind of had your seed money as it were before you got the bank money you started saving doing a couple of really interesting side gigs so let's talk about that for a second are you are you talking about the the pedicabbing in austin uh-huh. yeah <laughs> pedicabbing well, pet sitting now that's right. the deal both of those yeah I, I wish i could say i saved uh it was more of a uh i had tapped out all of my resources um in terms of, um, you know, funding the game myself and, and tapped out my credit cards and my, my lines of credit and, and even uh, any friends or family that would loan me any money. And I got to the point where, you know, I had about 4,000 a month in interest that was due just to stay afloat. And um, I was looking for some sort of side hustle to keep going because I knew that the game was, um, it was about to pop. And at that time, yeah, I felt it. And at that time, I think it was about five years into it already. And, um, you know, keep in mind that Christmas season is um, when I sell about 85 percent of the, my, my games. So if I don't if I don't hit it on, a, on one Christmas season, I have to wait a whole nother year until the next one. And uh, so anyway, I was in this position where I had to do something. And so I started talking around. Um, uh, you know, different friends in Austin trying to figure out, you know, what, what is a good way to make money. And I heard about pedicabbing. And so I called and, and asked and they said, yeah, you can make a little, you know, a hundred bucks a night or something. And I was like, what's the most you can make? And they're like, well, the good ones make anywhere from, you know, five to 800 a night. I said, so it's possible. And they're like, yeah, but not many do it. I was like, all right, sign me up. So I started doing it and, Within a probably about a month or so, um, I became probably in the top five pedicabbers in Austin, Texas, and I just went out and and I hustled. I mean, I I had uh, I had a lot had a lot of incentive. Um, I didn't want to fail at, at my game and and let myself down, let my friends and family down. Of you know, because I've been pursuing this for at least five years at that point. And I, I think that that incentive really just kept me going. And I went out there and was able to, you know, sell my games really on the street. I always kept a couple games that are my seat and would usually sell at least two games a night uh, physically. And then um, a lot of times people would order them from their phones and stuff. But I had advertising on the side of my pedicab. And after um, the first few months, I, I uh, really upgraded my pedicab and started uh, uh, put a karaoke system on it and lights and everything. And I had this, you know, big QSC speaker. And I mean, it was the loudest speaker system on any pedicab in Austin. And there's 500 pedicabs roaming around at any time there. And so I had this, you know, karaoke pedicab going on with spontaneous and um, just did a lot of really cool things with it and was able to uh, make ends meet and, um, you know, Paid for my uh, my interest that I owed and, and my living expenses and and my food, which my food expenses went up significantly because I was burning between five and ten thousand calories a day. So, 
Um, but yeah, I did that. And uh, after the first year of, of pedicabbing, uh, I started noticing some weird symptoms. Um, thought I had pinched a nerve and from, from you know, being on that, that bike all for the whole year. And it turned out I actually had a brain tumor. And uh, so that was kind of a, a setback because, uh, you know, I, I, at that 2014 Christmas season, my inventory got held up at the Port of L.A., uh, because the unions were on strike and I knew I was going to have to pedicab again. And that's when I found out that I, I had the brain tumor. And so I was like, you know, I can't do that now. You know, the doc obviously said that, you know, you can't be out pedicabbing and I had to have surgery beginning of 2015 and then removed a, a golf ball sized tumor. And, um, but I still had all those bills to pay. So I started I had already started dog sitting on Rover because I was looking at getting a border collie, which now I have, you know, you've met Dottie. Yeah. And uh, so I just kind of ramped that up and became the number one dog sitter on Rover.com in Austin, Texas, and was able to basically make up for my lost revenue in uh, pedicabbing uh, by dog sitting. And I did a little bit of Lyft and Uber as well. And, and then I think it was, after I think July 1st of 2015 is when I was released to go ahead and start pedicabbing again. So I, I did that for another six months. And then that year, my game uh, finally took off and I hit things in stride. And it uh, became went from nothing to the 19th best selling game on Amazon. Um, and then I was like, no more pedicabbing. <laughs> Thank goodness. What a story. I always say that if the game were not even good, I would want to buy it because of that story. But it is a great game. I love part of it. And we encourage everybody to go to YouTube and you can follow the song game. Uh, you can follow Spontunius's YouTube channel. And you've started a webisode series called Celebrity Spontunius. And there's a really fun time that you and I, along with Shelly Fairchild and Damian Horn and, of course, Billy Dawson, and you can find that the game played, and it's so much fun. And Allie Colleen, too. And what? Oh, my gosh. Allie Colleen. Yes, of course. And she was sitting right next to me. Oh, my gosh. But uh, it's a fun, fun game. And we're, if you've got people right now are, are in their houses with their kids, and they're going, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Spontaneous is a perfect game. Even if the lights go out, you can still play. Yeah, as long as you got some candlelight. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's a game that really revolves around uh, word association with lyrics. So you don't have to be a good singer. Uh, in fact, my slogan is "Sing it or shout it." Talent not required. And um, you know, it's it's really you know we all hear a word and a song pops in our head. So if you sit down with a family of you know from young kids to parents to grandparents. And someone throws out a word um, like love, I guarantee you everybody at that table is going to know probably a different song that has the word love in it. And that's what's so cool about it is, um, you know, it's the first one to jump in and start singing that wins the, the round. But it's the, it's the, the, the chatter and the, the banter back and forth, as you saw when we play Celebrity Spontaneous, um, to find out like what song pops in somebody's head, you know, and you know, grandma might start singing one song and you're like, I've never heard that before. And, and so you're learning new music and then kids start singing different songs. And, and you might find out that 
you know, the kids are actually, they know more classic rock than you would have ever dreamt of. And you're like, how did you know that? <laughs> so it's, it's really cool to find out what music is in people's heads. And that's, I like to call them song banks. You know, uh, everybody has their own song bank in their head and, and a word is going to uh, basically trigger you to sing a song with that word in it. So uh, yeah. that's the gist of the game. It's really huge now when families are stuck together, uh, but there's so much division in our world. This is a thing. Music is really, it's not divisive. It's unifying. No matter what you do, music, you can turn on great music and it it, it soothes the savage beast, as it were. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I want to encourage everybody to go. If you would like to get this game, it's really easy. You just go to songgame.com. And Rob Ridgeway, thank you so much for your time today. It's wonderful to have you as a guest. I love your story. You know I do. But also, can we mention your Airbnb? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tell us, because this is another, it's kind of, you know, people are learning about the quote unquote side hustle and if you want to get out of the fray, Rob has a wonderful Airbnb and honest to goodness, it's hard to get in because it's booked all the time, but it's not in downtown Nashville. No, it's not. Um, in fact, we're about 45 minutes east of Nashville out between Lebanon and Gordonsville um, up on one of the highest peaks. I say peaks uh, loosely because I'm from Montana, but here it's, it's actually a pretty high point. And we have views that I bet you you could see out 50 to 75 miles to the west. So the sunsets are unbelievable. Um, at night, it's like you're in a planetarium. Uh, the stars are, I mean, just phenomenal. Uh, you can see all the constellations and, you know, when there's a full moon. And I mean, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's called Firefly Hill Ranch. And you can find us on Instagram. Um at Firefly Hill Ranch, and um, it's just—it's a beautiful place. We've got a—we've got a, a horse, a rescue horse that Devin may or may not have uh, surprised me with, and uh, said, "Hey, we—we we rescued this horse. We need a place to board it." And um, so, yes, thank you, Devin, for for bringing Ranger into our lives, and he's a, a 16-year-old um, Tennessee Walker. And him and my dog Dottie are our best buds and they hang out all the time. And it's, it's just really cool to see, you know, guests come out here and they bring their kids and, and uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, selling points of the, of the ranch is, is Ranger, especially for the kids. And they go out there and, uh, you know, I come out in the mornings and they're, they're brushing him and feeding him and hugging him. And, and he's just the most gentle horse in the world. And he loves all the attention. And, Tell uh, about the little boy, the little boy who talked about Ranger. Yeah, there was so there was uh, a family up here that had five kids, and uh, I walked out one morning, and he was out there. Him and his little sister were out there brushing Ranger, and uh, I so I walked down and was talking to him, and and I asked him, I said, "What uh, are you having fun?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, sir." And, you know, he always called me yes sir, or no sir. Uh, uh, or answered all my questions, yes, sir, no, sir. And so I said, well, what's your favorite part of, of the your vacation so far? And he's like, well, I have more than one. 
And I was like, really? Well, what are they? And he's like, well, probably my favorite thing is, is Ranger. You know, he's, you know, I just, I just love being around him and, uh, you know, and love brushing him and feeding him and everything. And I was like, okay, well, what about, you know, what's number two? And he's like, I really enjoy the hiking out here and, and, um, you know, going out and exploring. And I was like, well, that's awesome. And then I said, what about, what's your third one then? And he said, uh, I, I really enjoy being with my family. And I was like, you know, for, to hear that from a little kid is, is pretty cool. And uh, so I, I, I had to tell his parents that this is the conversation we had. And they were so proud to, to hear that, you know, that uh, first of all, he's, he's saying yes, sir, no, sir. And, and, you know, has manners that way when, when they're not around and to hear uh, his favorite parts of the trip so far. I mean, it brought tears to his mom's eyes. So that was pretty cool. It's wonderful. Firefly Hill Ranch, songgame.com. Thank you so much for your time, Rob. I appreciate you. And I love you with all my heart. I love you too. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next guest, we're going to start with a video. Now, interesting, Kristen Kay is, she's this auburn haired gorgeous gal and she has this great voice but she not only has a solo career with a new single coming out on january 15th but she also is in a girl band so solo career and a band and she's an indie artist and she's part of a group called be a highway woman that supports other female artists we're going to meet her in just a second but i thought i'd give you an idea of what she sounds like first
off into the distance and Kristen Kay joins us, the lead singer there on the highway from the Highway Women with a new single that's just about to drop. How are you today? I am amazing. It's been uh, crazy, but in the best way. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about you. We got a, a few minutes to talk about where you're from. Oh, so I'm a Kentucky girl. Uh, I was actually used to live on the Fort Knox military base for a while. And now I moved to Tennessee to pursue my, pursue my dreams. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, and now are you in Nashville full time now or you do you are you a commuter back and forth from Kentucky? Yeah, I'm in Nashville full time now. I, I went back and forth for a while. I lived like two and a half hours away. But then when you start doing that and then having a rehearsal for two hours and then driving all the way back, it got like to be a lot. <laughs> it, it can be a lot. It absolutely yeah. can be a lot. Well, um, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to someone who's an artist who actually has started his own business book called and it's music row coaching. We're going to talk to Lance Carpenter in just a few minutes. Nice. And he um, is doing some things. But when you came to Nashville, how did you get a community to kind of help you get started in the music industry? What, how, how was, how did that work for you, your journey? Um, well, I actually started out meeting some indie artists that were from Nashville and they actually came to do shows in Kentucky and I met a few people through them. But the big launch for me was actually my amazing manager, Jill Pavel. Um, we met each other over Facebook, weirdly enough. <laughs> Yay, the power of social media. Um, but I was kind of just working hard to try to get myself out there and I just took like a couple of years ago, I was just like, I'm determined. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And I just was friending people like crazy that were in the business. And she happened to be one of them. And then she was like, hey, do you want to be in the Highway Women? And I said, what's that? <laughs> and she told me about the project. And I was just like, wow, that sounds amazing. I'm like, sure, I'm game. And the whole thing changed my entire life. So... <laughs> Well, the new single for you, Kristen K. Well, first of all, you have an interesting spelling to your last name. So I want everybody to pay attention. K-A-E, not Y, K-A-E, Kristen K. And KristenK.com is how you can find her. And she's also all over social media and part of Be a Highway Woman. But let's talk about She's Not Me. It comes out January 15th, right? Yes, this Friday. Yay. <laughs> Tell me about this song. So She's Not Me actually came from uh, an interesting story. And it, I wrote it as a relationship song, but the original story um, was that I was actually in a band before the Highway Women. And uh, unfortunately, I started working with the Highway Women for like a week. And I missed one of my rehearsals with my old, like my solo band. And uh, when I came back, they decided to replace me with another girl. So <laughs> I was a little bit bitter. <laughs> and so I was just like, you guys don't understand. Like, she's not the same. And then it was funny to me that they replaced me with someone who kind of had the same look as me and the same sound. And I was like, they're really trying. They're reaching. So because of that, I started writing this song. And uh, 
the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> Talk about a song to inspire every woman who's trying to get to the next. It's like, okay, I got to move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate your time today. And tell us where you are on social media. Or can we find it all at KristenK.com? Yes, you can find it all on my website, but I'm at the Kristen K everywhere on Facebook, Instagram. The, <laughs> the Kristen K. Oh, the uh, Kristen K. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kristen K was already taken. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You know what? I think it's perfect. The fact it's the Kristen K and she's not me. That's talk about the tie-in. It's all marketing. We're going to find out about that next, but thank you so much for your time. Okay. Sure. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, baby. Bye. Well, there ain't no better way on a Saturday to drift away from reality. From your nine to five like a worm in the water. Hook to a red and white bobber. Kick back, slip a koozie on. Turn the quiet up. Turn off your phone. Leave a message at the beep. I'll get back to you another time right now i'm on another line our next guest is lance carpenter that's just a little clip of my my buddy my friend and one of the most talented guys around how's it going it's going fabulous and i'm so stinking proud of you because you've taken this amazing gift as a songwriter and all that you've done, you're on this label with Toby Keith, but you're helping other people about it. Tell everybody about Music Row Coach. Absolutely. I've always enjoyed mentoring and, and helping other artists and writers find their way and kind of determine their goals. And and with the pandemic and touring stopping and, and everything, and now I'm recovering from foot surgery. So I've been on my backside for the last almost three months. I wanted to find out how I could go from just doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring to open it up to a lot more people. And so Music Row Coach was, was born. There are so many people who come to this town and they come from everywhere and they think that they know how to do the business, but everybody makes a mistake once or twice. <laughs> and they always go, oh man, if I had only known. Okay, what was your mistake? What Absolutely. You no, I mean, there's so many mistakes. There's, there's a lot of times you'll make a mistake and won't realize it until six months later and go, that's why that publisher never called me back or that's why that writer never wrote another song with me or that's why that song didn't get cut. There, there's so many things like that that you don't know what you don't know. Do you mind if I play an example of one of your Music Row Coach socials? Oh, Can go I for it. That'd be great. Just this little nugget tells you so much. Noelle sent me a question saying there's a lot of information out there about how to make connections and foster relationships, but what next? I want to give you three quick tips on how to utilize connections that you make in the music business. First, stay in touch. If you meet someone out and you get their information, don't just put it in your phone and think, well, you know, they probably don't want me to get a hold of them. They're not going to call me. If you exchange information, then use that connection. Shoot them a message. Say, hey, it was good to connect last night. Ask them what they got going on. What's exciting? Them. Another thing would be to ask them who they co-write with. Suggest people that they enjoy being in the room with, who always brings their A-game to the room. That's something we all have to be as songwriters or as an artist, is when you walk in that room, you got to bring your A-game. You got to be excited to be there. You can't just go phone it in and be like, well, I hope they got a good idea today. You got to bring ideas. You got to bring concepts. You got to bring titles to see if it ignites something, see if it sparks something. That's two ways. One, keep in touch. Two, find out who their co-writers are. 
Find out what artists they like writing with. Find out what publisher they're with. Once you make a connection, use that, use that, use that connection to make more connections. All right, on this third one, I'm going to get a little more specific. Say it was a publisher that you met. You talk a little bit. They want to keep in touch. Or you ask to keep in touch. And you exchange numbers or emails. Again, use the connection. But when you reach out to them, next day, don't send them five songs or ten songs. Instead of asking them if you could send them a song, flip the script. Ask them to send you a song or two. Find out what they like. That gives you more of an idea of what to go into your catalog and send them once you do feel comfortable sending them a song. Because if you just send them a song right off, they may listen, they may not. If you build that relationship and they say, hey, why haven't you sent me a song? When they get it, they're going to hope it's good. They're going to listen. They want to be the one that discovered you. And it'll all happen because of that first conversation and the way you built that relationship. So those are a few ways you can utilize connections that you make in the music business. Thank you so much, Noel, for the question. I appreciate it. There's so many more I can go into, and I may take a few examples and do some more Coach Carpenter videos, if you will. Keep sending me DMs. Keep messaging me. I'm going to reach back out to everybody with a individual, individual, individual response to your question. And I may even take some of those questions and do videos like this. Thank y'all so much. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Music Row Coach Carpenter. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I need to have a whistle around my neck or something, but I'm here to help. I love it. I love it. Those, that nugget is short, concise, quick, but it has a wealth of information. If if everybody would listen to that one video, you would learn the step one of getting off the boat in Nashville. Absolutely. And I'm going to be doing dozens and dozens of those once I get better at video editing. You could tell all those little jump stops in there were so rough. I was probably wearing the same shirt and hat sitting in the same spot like two weeks ago <laughs> when I did that. So I do change clothes every once in a while, but you know, pandemic. So. <laughs> hey, look, I, I love uh, Shonda Pierce put on her social media yesterday. She said, after living through a plague, I understand why in the Renaissance they painted all the women naked and laying on a couch <laughs> fat. <laughs> Accurate. Hey, you know, I said, you know what, if you, we, we've all been in this place. We all have, I always said, we all have cut our own hair or colored our own hair or not done any of that stuff. And we've all, it's like, you know, we've, we've all gone to comfort. We've all gone to comfort, but the biggest comfort of all is music. Music has probably helped. And I've, I've watched, have you gotten to write a lot during this time? Have you felt real creative? I, I've written a whole lot. Uh, and even on, on my own, I've, I've started, you know, writing verses and choruses and just kind of stockpiling them for when I can get back into the room with, with artists and writers. That way I'll have all of this creativity just waiting to find a home. Oh, I'm so excited. Speaking of creativity, number one song for Kelsey Ballerini. You're a songwriter on that. And I said, I think of a big athlete like you writing a song for a, li a little blonde girl, but it, you know, Hey, my first cut in this town was for Hank Williams Jr. And they couldn't figure out how a girl was even in the room writing that song. So there you go. <laughs> it happens. You know, God's got a plan and our job is to show up every day and let that plan unroll. Well, would you like to play a song uh, for us as our, our final song of the show? Sure. I'd be happy to. I'll, uh, I may even do something that I wasn't planning on doing necessarily. Oh. Uh, on Friday, I've got a new song coming out. Oh, what? I've yeah, I've been uh, I've not been really promoting it. It's it's not necessarily like a Lance Carpenter project that I'm doing. But my goal last year was to use touring money, make an album and then really tour this year. Touring didn't happen. So I got creative and I put together a, a demo series project called the Demo Sessions. And it's got several different producers, several different writers, uh, I'm some 
number one and Grammy winning writers on some of these projects. I'm putting it out to not really put the focus on me as the artist, but to the song and the songwriters and the story. I hope it connects with people and they can find themselves in these songs. And uh, the first one comes out Friday because I'm, I'm doing one a month. One's going to come out every month. I've got it planned, ready to go because I'm going to be writing a lot this year. I'm not going to be touring a whole bunch. And this is the first one. And this may be the first time I've ever even played it on my acoustic just by myself. So I'll try it. It's called Without a Woman. I wrote it with Kellis Collins, Liz Hingber, and Eric Dodd. Wouldn't be coffee cups with lipstick stains, perfume scents on a pillowcase, and seven different brands of shampoo hogging up the shower. There wouldn't be fresh kale smoothies and refrigerators, candles everywhere and every flavor and getting ready to go. Wouldn't take a man an hour. That's what a day looks like. Without a woman There wouldn't be backseat drivers and shotgun seats Wasting gas over where to eat And stray dogs might never find a home off the highway There'd be no 2 a.m. talks when you're getting up early No missing keys when you're in a hurry a whole lot of empty front row pews come Sunday. That's what a day looks like without a woman. left and leather jackets, no flowers picked, no flowers planted, and the perfect diamond wouldn't be worth a damn. No watching a dress fall to the floor, never knowing what your heart is for, no reason to dream, no reason to try. Be like watching a sun come up without a shine. That's what a day looks like without a woman. Oh my gosh. I love you more than lunch and jewelry. I really, really do. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Devin. You're too sweet. 
Well, LanceCarpenterMusic.com, I encourage you to follow him and the Music Row Coach. Uh, Coach Carpenter, I want to see some more videos because you're just really awesome. I'm, I'm looking for some of those live performances and maybe some seminars for people coming into town. I think you and your buddies could probably teach a lot of folks a lot of things. I look forward to it. We're doing my first little webinar with artists this weekend. Uh, it's a free webinar and everything I'm doing is free. If there's someone out there listening that's an artist, that's a writer. I'm going to be doing a lot of things for writers too, but go to Instagram, go to musicrowcoachcarpenter.com and reach out to me. I, you got 100% access to me to ask questions and all that. And you know, it's just all free of charge right now. So a free webinar. So one more time, where do they find out how to get in on the free webinar this weekend? Well, the way, it, it actually, right before I got on here, it filled up. So, I mean, it oh. was the overwhelming response was I've already got four or five people. Hey, I saw it was full, but can I get it on another one? I'll be doing these maybe once a week for the next several weeks to bring on us, bring on artists to hear a little bit about their story, to hear a bit about their, uh, their challenges, you know, what's their obstacles to get them from where they are to where they want to be and then how I can help. So, so bottom line, follow music row coach on Instagram. Uh, yeah, it's Music Row Coach Carpenter. I couldn't get Music Row Coach on Instagram, so it's Music Row Coach Carpenter. But the website, when it gets up, is Music Row Coach and Facebook's Music Row Coach, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and all that. But yeah, just even if they reach out to my artist page, I can get them directed over there. But just, Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I love you. Take Definitely, care. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you in person soon. Absolutely. And eventually we're going to write together too. So. I would love that. They win. They win. <laughs> All right, baby doll. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, what a fun show this has been. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And a big shout out, if you are looking for health insurance and maybe you are between jobs, maybe you just lost because you've lost your job and you go, I've got to have health insurance. I've got 30 days to find it. Well, some people go to the healthcare marketplace, but that's not the place for everyone. And there are some really important things that you need to know before you sign on the bottom line about health insurance. And before you take the cheapest, you want to make sure that whatever you need it for is covered. So if you would like to just ask questions, just ask questions. Harvey Durham is my guy and he can be yours. HarveyDurham.com is where you go to find out some information. Uh, it really helped me because I don't speak health insurance, as it turns out. I mean, my dad was an insurance guy. I thought I knew, but I didn't know anything. And I learned a lot. HarveyDurham.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, be safe and be kind and know that you're loved. One of the things we've probably taken for granted is good old-fashioned communication. There's no one way to reach people, so we here at Main Street are communicating through every means possible to make the messages of our hometown accessible. So whether it's a Facebook video, online news, our traditional newspapers available in newsstands or for an unbelievably affordable subscription price or here in our podcast, something we like to call Radio On Demand. You can follow us, you can subscribe, you can even clip an article and send it to someone in the mail. We are your hometown. We are your main street. And don't forget to share. <laughs>